0: Hello there, this is an oddly sensual greeting to episode 4 of the For Discussions Sake podcast
1: Wow, episode 4
0: Nearly episode 5, that's a milestone
1: Very big milestone
0: Break out the champagne and do what Formula 1 drivers do Yeah And they just sort of spray it all over (laughs) each other and get really Uh. wet
1: We're five episodes in. At this point, we haven't released anything. Well, we've released it, but we haven't said anything to anyone about it. So I don't know what we're celebrating. Which is
0: why, if anyone hears this, good on you. Yeah. Top lad. Well, or lad s. I don't really need to. Person. Person in general. Top person.
1: Top person.
0: Um, Jared, episode four.
1: So we have the latest album by Code Orange. The latest album by Haggard Kent. The latest album by Baron Woo. And then a really old album by Lee John. But first, the singles of recent time.
0: Oh, whoa whoa, 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 whoa. Before, before, <laughs> before singles of recent time, I'd like just to know quickly, how's your week been? Anything oh, yes. gone off?
1: Not a lot, I'm going to gonna be honest. I was in bed for most of...
0: I know one day. important thing happened this week that we could probably take the piss out of for a minute.
1: Oh, yes, what's that, Kevin?
0: Are you telling me Download TV wasn't a shit show?
1: Oh, yes, Download TV. Can we all Anyone give a slow to- clap to Download TV?
0: Well, in case anyone didn't see Download TV, Download the Festival was obviously cancelled for... Corona? Reasons. Yeah, well, I wasn't going to explicitly say it,
1: but <laughs> Well, it was. We,
0: well, people are know, just going to Google
1: it. Why was Download cancelled in 2020? Coronavirus. There you go, you, know, you need to Google it now.
0: Well, according to people on the BBC today, it would have been that we're all racist, so...
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, so in case anyone didn't see it. The weekend that Dana was supposed to be, the Friday, Saturday, and the Sunday, they did a live stream. Which they promoted as in the afternoon and stuff, they'd have random activities going on. And then in the evening, they'd show loads of music and live sets from bands, Which was a fucking lie. Can I, can
1: I just say... One song,
0: okay? You're going to defend it?
1: No, I'm just going to say my, my favourite part of it was the um, doom yoga. I found that hysterical. Oh, Fuck fuck's sake. <laughs> It was on the Facebook Live thing, because they did Facebook, and then Black Futures played on the Facebook. They were very good.
0: Then again, I see like normal download, like actual physical download. Yeah. This year, we've got this activity going on, and I think to myself, who in their right mind does an activity like that at a festival? But then again, people must do
1: it. Yeah, they wouldn't have it back if they didn't do it.
0: Yeah, so, uh, I don't know. Well... This was just a quick segment to say download TV was an ultimate shit show and should not have happened.
1: I would have rather had no download TV. It was nice to see Abe Cunningham though. At least he's it's doing always well. Nice to,
0: it's always nice to see Abe Cunningham.
1: Right. Um,
0: Hopefully, uh, I mean that—that's some news that came out this week. Yeah. Apparently, the new Def Turns album—they're pushing for a September release date because it's apparently done.
1: Ah. Which should be good. That's good. This is
0: a bit of a different start, on not it? Yeah.
1: And now it's time... Okay, Jared, for... roll the intro. <laughs> intro? <laughs> now, uh, yeah.
0: Hello, everyone! <laughs> Kidding. <laughs>
1: Gavin, the singles yes. for this week. Singles. What were they? Please so, um, enlighten us.
0: We were initially, I think, we were going to cover episode four of Gorilla's Song Machine series, and then we realised it's a bit crap. And then essentially, we saw that none other than the uh, self-described Bristol-based noise makers and brain shakers. Foxjaw released a new single, I think it's the third single from their album coming in July called Royal Swan. The third single is called You Don't Drink a
2: Unicorn's Blood. Never, never.
0: exciting band in modern British rock music right now? Yes. And why is the answer yes? Oh, you've already answered I
1: <laughs> was too slow. Too slow! God! But yes. And the answer is yes. Because, like, there's so much energy in it. It just reinvigorates the feelings that you get when you listen to old school rock music. It genuinely made me happy <laughs> listening to this song. I don't say that about a lot of music, because a lot of music doesn't generally make me happy. I just like listening to it. I'm in a good mood (laughs) when I listen to it anyway. But this made me genuinely happy. I mean, I was in Morrison's when I was listening to it. And I was literally... I'd like to say I was skipping around Morrison's, but there were people there. So I wasn't (laughs) skipping around Morrison's. In my head, I was skipping around Morrison's. What other people you saw do, was me getting a, some a, rich tea biscuits from were the gym, biscuit aisle. doing
0: an iron. Olympic gymnastics routine.
1: <laughs> In my head. In your head. But uh, yes, other people saw me getting rich tea biscuits with a smile on my face. Like I really liked rich tea biscuits. Which, I think rich tea biscuits are good. But when I had to talk about biscuits, Kevin, Foxjaw... <laughs>
0: yeah um i think i can pretty much sum up why we like this band so much yes they are essentially carrying on the sound that we both like the most so, so for anyone listening who doesn't personally know me and jared which is probably going to be everybody who's listening maybe Corey. hi Corey, if you're hearing this but this yes. is really weird hearing your name in a recording but yeah um I think it's safe to say mine and Jared both share the same opinion, in the fact that probably the best group of bands in any scene is oh, the two thousands British. I suppose you could call it post-hardcore scene. So this is bands like Reuben, Hundred Reasons, Hellas for Heroes, Million Dead. You know, I'd, I'd probably add. Probably had rival schools in there.
1: Although well, they're not British, but. Yeah. They're same in the same thing. scene.
0: Um, yeah, you know, your your code name is Milo, jet plane landing, all that kind of stuff. And um, essentially, since that scene, since, let's be honest, don't cry, Jared, since Ruben split up, don't remind me. Rip. <laughs> um, since they cool. split up, that scene kind of died off a bit. Uh, but now it yeah. appears as though there is a new wave of bands almost continuing that Feel so I'm talking about, uh, so obviously Foxhaw, uh, you know, I'm talking about Sapier, Snake Invasion hmm. to an extent, to an extent, yeah. Black Peaks, even though they're taking it in a slightly more metal tinged route, not necessarily a bad that. thing, no, it's not, but yeah, so right now I'm in a very good place with music because. My favourite sound is making a resurgence. And it's making me quite happy.
1: Yes. Uh, can I just cut in here? Yep. Yes, it's not It's not about Fox Jewel. But if the people at home back me up. When I say people at home. I mean the people listening. I assume they're at home. So. Because it's coronavirus. But if the people on the listening. Back me up. Can we do a. Um, a. Ruben, um, what's the word, Memorial, where we listen Memorial. to all their albums. What,
0: we, we, we cover all of everything they ever released in one big yes. episode.
1: And I'm talking about the things off their website. I think it's like Angel something. Oh, my
0: God. You, what, are you on about the EPs? Yeah. The demos? Damn. I'm fine with that. I'm down with that. Yeah.
1: So. Anyway. Yeah, just back us up. We won't yeah. put out on change.org because it's nothing's changed really i'll probably cut that anyway out now I said it.
0: back to back to the point yes um i think i probably need to say this this is the third single from the upcoming album yeah but it's also my least favorite
1: same snap
0: thank god wow we're on the <laughs> yeah you know, last week we disagreed about pretty much everything yeah this week we're already hey, off to a f- well, flying. St- well, there's going to be a bit more disagreement in a bit. <laughs> yeah. but,
1: um, we haven't got that far yet. We're only really on single.
0: This, this song's more of a mid tempo slog. It's quite sludgy. It's quite doomy in places. Yeah. Whereas the others, I would probably say my f- favourite's triple a. Um,
1: I haven't got it up. But I think half, I think whichever one was released house? first. Half House. Yeah, I like that. Half House is the first one. Yeah, when I when I heard that one, I just
0: I think I, then again I think that's the one that sounds most like the sound that we were talking about then.
2: Yeah.
0: Half House, but then yeah, I, I don't know. It's just something about Triple A's sound, but still. This is my least favourite one, although it is still pretty damn good.
1: Yes, very good.
0: Yeah. I mean, we said this before we started recording, there's not much to say about some of the stuff we're talking about this week other yeah. than that it's just good. Yeah. There's nothing much to say, really. I mean, my only thing is, occasionally it's too big, which sounds weird for me, but as a night. They go for that atmospheric, heavy sound. But it feels like the reverb's maybe slightly too high. Yeah. You know, the guitar gets a bit lost. But then again, if that's my only problem... Yeah. No problem.
1: Uh, I liked how this had like a sort of... It sounded very mainstream, if you know what I mean. It was like Uh, underground, you know, the scene we were on about... Um, it was like mainstream underground, popness. If you know, popness. well, not even popness, but it it just. If they took out all the heavy stuff, it would. It, I reckon it would work as a pop song. That's not a bad thing. It'd probably be a very good pop song, but I like the fact they have heavy in it. Cause it's not a pop song. Although, mm. yeah. It But they managed to achieve the mainstream pop sound while still maintaining their usual sound as well, which I quite liked. Yeah.
0: Fair. Fair. Yeah. I mean, again, there's not much else from that I can say about it other than I just really like it.
1: Yeah, it's really good.
0: It is... It if they're not on your radar in terms of modern bands why many,
1: yeah.
2: many why
0: why right really
1: I smell the blood of a million sons a million daughters from a hundred thousand guns
0: not taught by our teachers on our curriculum. Strength in all
1: Two singles today. Yeah, because we don't usually until, do two singles
0: until about three hours ago. We did yeah. only have one, yeah. But then came the announcement Idols are releasing a third album in September. Now, we talked about Idols a couple of weeks ago. Was it episode one?
2: Yeah, I'd like, like to. Say yes. Hang on,
0: I'll
1: check. I, will, I have I, w- notes, I will so.
0: say, you know what, episode one, I'm saying it. Calling it, but um, yeah, we've, we've talked about idols once before in terms of this single Mr. Motivator. In which, if people have heard I it, I could confirm know,
1: it's episode one.
0: Great, I was right, as always, I'm perfect. Um, people who have heard us talk about Mr. Motivator will know that me and Jared were both kind of. Not incredibly fussed about it. It was good, but I don't think me or Jared were very. This is a great, great song. It It was was just sort of. It was a a good Idol song. Yeah, it was a good Idol song. However, this new song, Grounds, it's been out for about three hours and I've heard it a handful of times. This is the Idols that I want to hear. Yes this is the idols that is taking their sound it's taking the harsh vocals, the weird the rough guitars and stuff, but bringing it into the modern sound
2: yeah
1: it, you know it excited me while I was listening to it
0: The main part that intros the track and is in the chorus, obviously yeah sounds electronic it's not because I think I'm fairly sure it's a guitar, but it sounds yeah. electronic. You know yeah. the the sort of not strange but strange for idol's drum pattern in the verse, yeah, the distinct lack of bass,
2: yeah,
0: well, I'm talking about in terms of I'm talking about in terms of like verses, yeah, nearly every idol song is Joe shouting, John doing some tom rhythm. With them just going... underneath it. Yeah. Whereas the verses in this, or at least the first verse, I can't remember, doesn't is only drums and vocals, which I think yeah. sort of stands it out a bit more.
1: Yeah. It's like different from everything that they've released before. Well, not very different, but it is different.
0: Yes. I know what you mean. Only this is lyrically better than Mr. Motivator.
1: I agree. I'm nodding at the microphone, but you can't you see know. that. <laughs> so I don't know why I'm nodding you know,
0: No um there's nothing brave and nothing useful. You scrolling your aggro shit on the walls of the cubicle, saying my race and class ain't suitable, so I raise my pink fist and say black is beautiful. That's a bit better than Your joke, how fucking zaggy, about ten times over and over again as a breakdown. Yeah. You know, uh, I am also, just going to put this out there, quite nervous about this album.
2: Yeah.
0: It could be a colossal failure where they attempt to market themselves once again as a, we're an all-caring band who love everybody, but it could come across as very cheesy. Yeah. But then again, when you think about it, their past albums haven't been. We Love Everybody. That's just what they say, but their songs aren't actually. Yeah. About that for the most part. I don't know. In terms of this single, I like it quite a lot. Same. You haven't really talked about it, so I'm going to let you talk because yeah. I'm ruling the conversation once again.
1: I liked, like, so, when I first listened to it, I was very shocked at how simple it was, but how good it was being simple, if you know what I mean by that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, the fact that it was simple added to the song, I thought. And, the like, even though it was simple, it was still very in your face, which is idol style. Well, yeah. I say style, it's... How their songs come across. And like the message is very like laid out on a silver platter. To use Mm. layman's terms. (sighs) Uh, I mean... It's the first song of theirs that I can hear like the synth aspects in it. I think. I can't remember any of us that have synths in it. I don't think.
0: I don't think there is.
1: But it's like the first song where I can hear like... Different styles coming into the idols. I'll say Mm. universe, but I just mean
0: the idols cinematic universe.
1: Yes. (laughs) The ICU. Can that be a thing? Someone Uh, tweet Joe. I think ICU wanted to happen.
0: I think it's just quite nice being able to watch a band grow. Yeah. Because we are sort of watching idols grow into a whole other. Because, you know, after Brutalism, people kind of thought, well, what are they going to do after this? Just make another one. Then they made Joy. And then, you know, after Joy, I think people still went, well, where can they go from here? Yeah. This is where they've gone. And it is the best choice they could have made.
2: Yeah. It's
1: better to grow than fester.
0: I like it a lot. Yes. A lot. I know I'm repeating this, but I just want to hammer it into people's heads. I like this song a lot.
1: Now, Kevin, if I recall from the first episode, which wasn't that long ago, so, I don't know why I'm recalling it, but, you said, I'm, I've, uh, I believe, don't quote me on the wording, but, I believe you said, I've sort of fallen out with idols, um, Etc. Etc. Etc.
0: Yes, I know what you mean.
1: So has this song Uh, changed how you feel? And we we watched a documentary, not together, but separate times. Has that changed? Changed it?
0: Um. Yes. I'm still not fully back into. You know, I'm not putting their albums on and listening to them all the way through. Right. Because honestly, even when I was in love with them, I didn't do that that much. Yes. I think both of them do drag a tiny bit, and that's probably my only problem with them. But, um, you know, I watched a documentary and I thought, you know, I haven't been paying much attention to just good, wholesome bands. So, you know, I'll go listen to a couple of songs. So I picked out the songs that I remember being my favourites on both albums and EPs. I listened and I went, Jesus, they're good. Yes, I went. You know, I'll go listen to a couple more of their things. And I went, you know what? They're they're good. They're not they're not amazing, but they're good. You know, so I've sort of discovered with when it comes to idols, they have a handful of songs that I think are fucking brilliant, and they have quite a handful of songs that I think are just good. Yeah. You know, for example, I could put. And a Colossus on. I could put Benzocaine on. I could put Exeter on. At any point, because I just love them. They're yeah. like the cream of the crop. Yeah. But then it'll come to like songs like Great, and you know One O Four Nine, Gotho, and yeah. Heal Heal things like that. That are still pretty good songs. It's just I would much rather listen to some of the others.
2: Yeah.
1: Because I think I'm,
0: I think I'm safe in saying, feel free to disagree here. I, I'm I'm pretty sure safe in saying at this moment in time, at this moment in time, important to stress that, at this specific moment in time, I'd probably say Colossus is my favorite idol song.
1: Okay, that's that's fair. You know, (coughs) any
0: song that has like a three minute build up that I can listen to on repeat. Covered
1: in something right yeah I was in Is a, there my, hmm? I, I was in a it's very right? similar place <laughs> Um, with you well yeah. I say with you I mean I hadn't completely fallen out with them to the level you had I was still well, I wasn't listening to their albums regularly but I'd put them on every now and then I could just about listen to I say just about I'd I do often because I have it on CD and I often have it on in the background. But I often listen to um, Brutalism when I'm doing things. And I find myself singing along. But I do feel that that album does drag on. And there are songs on it that aren't perfect. And there are songs that I would probably want to listen to more. Mm -hmm. Um, Like Benzakane. Okay, my favourite. My Mother. prime
0: example in terms of it yeah. dragging on for me would be something like stentor syndrome,
2: Yeah. which just
0: uh, it's really it's pretty good, but it just doesn't need to be there. Yeah. Tell you what, Benzerkane okay, is an underrated gem.
1: Yes, it is. I'm no surprised this track left hardly
0: anyone. Hardly anyone talks about it. Yeah. They also played it live in December. It was Actually, live in December. to br- to bring this discussion whole circle. They played the new single in December. Yes. Hence why we had a bit of experience with it. And it was pretty good live and I remember thinking it was really cool to hear the different thing. Yeah. Okay, right. so again, I know I'm repeating myself but I quite like this song.
1: Jared, yes. do you like this song? I like this song. It's so good. good.
0: And I will leave this singles of recent times or whatever the Segment's called with one last lyric from this song. Fee fee, fi fi, fo
2: fo.
1: So, now we have now on the album Code Orange uh, album well, section. Yeah. the album not called Code Orange it's called Underneath, Underneath the by the band Code the band Orange fun um, so I'm going to throw it to Kevin okay hot potato hot potato hot potato <laughs> hot um, salad
0: I, I I quite often feel like I take over the conversations we have because I feel like I quite often talk about things for quite a while. And then just sort of go, Jared, how about you? Then you talk for like two minutes. Then I cut back in and then we <laughs> ended the discussion. So I'm going to try not to talk about... Well, not to talk Do whatever you much. want. No, because then there's no point in you being The thing, thing is, go,
1: I feel... Salad! I, I t- feel like we'll have different opinions on this album. So, I I think... Yeah, I think I think we'll have different opinions on this album. I don't know, because I don't know what your opinion uh, will be, but...
0: Yeah, I, I'm presuming...
1: Yeah.
0: Am I correct in saying that you think that I really, really like this album?
1: Well, I think you like it more than I like it.
0: Well, that depends on how much you like it.
1: Let's just say the second half's better than the first half. Um. True. Yeah.
0: That's very true. <laughs> Um, I think this is one of them albums where you'd expect me to like it a lot more than you, but I have a feeling we're gonna have very similar right, opinions.
1: Right okay. Well this'll be interesting then.
0: When this came out, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Because I think it's just sort of important to recognise that in terms of hardcore music, which is what they make, this is a yeah. hardcore album. It's not a metal album, as I think it was MTV so crudely rate it as a metal album, stupid stupid.
1: But um, I not, it might not
0: be a bit more than a of a but it's more... bit i a bit of a of a hardcore of a bit of a bit of a I of a hardcore album um, a bit um, really of hardcore these days of of Crap, yeah, there is not much going on, you know. And then suddenly, these release this album, and it is. I think me and you could probably agree on this, even if it's not our favorite album that's like heavy, album like this. I think we could probably agree that it is one of the most unique sounds, definitely
1: movie. unique. Yes,
0: it's got to be. Is that your compliment is that your only compliment
1: no it's not my only compliment
0: <laughs> so you know when a band like Kurt Orange released an album as unique and experimental in terms of hardcore it got a lot of press it got a lot of very very positive press but I think a lot of people only reviewed it so well because it was unique
1: and I'm going to cut in here because I have some scores from different people to just back Whoa, up your point. Go on, go. So, on. um so no, oh, I forgot to copy the first bit, but some magazine Oh, normalized ratings of 100 to reviews from mainstream publications. Oh, I didn't even need to read that bit, but the album reviewed an average score of 84 out of 100 which indicates universal acclaim based on nine reviews. So, based on nine reviews, the average score was 84 out of 100. The record also received a score of 8 from anydecentmusic.com. Normalised rating Ah. out of 10. Uh, And then a critic uh, for the magazine Clash called John Gray described the record as practically a horror movie in audio form
0: I mean it's not too far off No. not not the worst description
1: no I can definitely I mean... see that it, it may not have been but I could see like horror movie influences I think like the samples that they used in some of the songs They sound very horror movie esque.
0: Yeah, I mean, enemy gave it four out of five. Right. Um, That doesn't matter too much to me because enemy. Yeah. Enemy sucks. The most
1: unreliable Um, newspaper people.
0: You know. So like I was saying, for like just before you cut in, I feel like. People have only started rating this so high because it's unique. Yeah. You know, just because something's different doesn't mean it's good. Yes. <clears throat> Nineteen eighty five. Yeah. Um, just because something's slightly different doesn't mean that it's the best thing ever. Yeah. You know. Um. So you know, I'll just sum up my opinions by saying. I like bits of it. Not a fan of some of it. But then again, hardcore's never been my most loved genre. I have a couple of hardcore bands which I really like. Yeah. Like, uh, I know one of the albums I told you to listen to a couple of years ago and I know you quite enjoyed it because probably my favourite modern hardcore album, sorry anyone who's listening that thinks Code Orange is the best modern hardcore band? No, you're wrong. Uh, if you think Code Orange are the best modern hardcore band, go and listen to the last Turnstile album. Yes. Then get back to me, because oh. that album is fucking incredible. But we're not talking about Turnstile.
2: Yes. We're, no, we're
0: not. talking about Code Orange. Jared. Yes. Am I correct in saying that this is quite far away from your usual
1: listening? I wouldn't usually listen to it. But that doesn't mean to say I wouldn't listen to it, if you know what I mean. Yes. I probably would so listen is, to it, but it, I wouldn't, like, usually listen to it.
0: This is one of the reasons I thought it would be interesting to have it on this show. Yes. Because I know I'm... I know... So it's hard to describe it, but... We both like metal. Yeah. We both like heavy music, but as a whole, I think I listen to her and I'm a bit more into heavy music than you.
2: Yes. I think that's fair to say. Yeah.
0: Um, I will just quickly say, I wouldn't normally listen to things like this anyway.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: When it comes to heavy music, I tend to veer towards melodic heavy, not just. <coughs> yeah. Which is what half this album is. Yeah. So yeah, I'm guessing I'm correct in saying that this isn't what your normal listening would be.
1: Definitely not.
0: Is this your first experience with a quote-unquote proper hardcore album?
1: Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know. So probably.
0: As in, in terms of something that's not... The way I've always seen hardcore is it was was sort of like metal and punk had a baby.
2: Right. Uh, Yeah, probably.
0: I don't think it will be. Actually, no, it won't be. Because some people don't classify them. But if you classify them as metal, then you're a bit weird. Uh, Hatebreed. I oh, yeah. would call a hardcore band because yeah. they aren't strictly metal But so yeah. Jared I'm hot potato into you Ooh. what um, do you like and not like because it will be interesting to compare with me who has a bit more experience in this field so
1: I had some very very I'd like to say minor but they were quite major for me major issues with it for for for, me. for example, the first song, the sample right at the beginning. Uh, rip headphone users. That's all I'm gonna say.
0: Wait, are you? Uh, wait, 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 wait. Are you on about the instrumental intro, or are you on about the actual first song?
1: I'm on about deeper than before. Okay. Yeah, that's the intro. Yeah. Okay. And like called. the first cool. thirty seconds of it, it starts off yeah. with this girl saying something. Can't remember what it is. Um, I know she does the,
0: let's get a good look at you.
1: Yeah. And it's like, oh. Trying to be creepy for being creepy's sake. And then it goes to, like, full-on, like, ear rape. Yeah. Um, I think it's just white noise. But then it got to the actual music, um, which, I mean... Did you just quote-unquote music? No, I didn't. No, I, I was quote unquoting the other the things before. Got onto the music. <laughs> uh, I, onto I thought quote the quote m- quote mixing, music. the mixing was horrendous. That was a mi- another major mm. issue than the one I was just on about before. But I'll come back to that one because the mixing. I thought the mixing was very tinny. I couldn't hear a lot of. Like usually, I'd like to hear. Some sort of, you know, bass thing if you like bass EQ. You know, I'd like to hear the bass. You tones. like
0: metal. You you like metal but you want to hear some bass. You're in the wrong genre.
1: Yeah, but like as you say, it's not metal. It's okay, heavy music.
0: Heavy music, and you want to hear yeah, some bass, you're in the wrong zone. I feel
1: like this was too tinny. It was like it was playing out of an iPhone and I was listening to it, it with headphones tinny. on.
0: But then again, I think that's sort of the aesthetic they were going for.
1: Okay, if they're going for that why aesthetic. They, why they
0: went for that, why?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm pretty I sure I wrote like down say, tinny for every song, apart from just like to, a few just, on the second one. Just like one. to add, quickly,
0: yeah. that first quote-unquote... Music, as you put it, Um, the first proper like song, "Swallowing the Rabbit Hole," yeah, uh, is my favourite song on the album. Okay. Because it's the only song that I would listen to frequently. That's on this album. Okay. It's like the only one that I go. "Hmm, You know what? I'm gonna put that on a playlist, and when it comes on, I'll bop about because.
2: Yeah.
0: I know. Anyone who knows me specifically, Jared, will know. I am a sucker for a nasty breakdown. Yes. And that whole song is pretty much one big nasty breakdown. Yeah. Also, I just like the fact that they started using harmonics and shit in the breakdowns.
1: Yeah. Um. That's just nice. Now, back onto my other point. Hmm. For most of the songs where they were playing samples or white noise, etc., most of the time it was louder than the actual music. So, like, if it was in the middle of a bit, you'd have normal level of music and then about fifty million decibels higher was just white noise and it would ugh.
0: Listeners can't see, but I was nodding my head at that because yeah. it is an awful problem when you're listening to the album.
1: Yeah. You you're jumpy every time it comes on. You're just jumping because it's so loud and you turn it down but then you can't hear the music because it's too quiet. So you turn it back up again and there's a loud sample it's just a constant headache.
0: Yeah. Um. See, yeah. the thing is, uh, I know, a, well, I don't know personally, but I know quite a few music journalists who reviewed this very, 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 very positive. Yeah. For example, the entire inspiration for starting this podcast, me listening to the Riot Act podcast, go listen to that. I don't know why I put my mouth around my mouth. <laughs> Hand around my mouth. In brackets. Um, Go listen to Riot Act podcast if you don't. They're pretty great and they have quite a bunch of good knowledge about albums and new bands and shit. I found a bunch of new bands through them. And Um, they're way
1: better than us.
0: Yes, yes they are. Almost definitely. Um, One of the guys on there called Stephen Hill. This is his favourite album of the year so far by far and he says if it doesn't make his number one of the end of the year he doesn't know what's going to
2: happen
0: I am flabbergasted by that statement Yeah. but then again he's much more into I suppose we're talking about this from people who aren't particularly massive, massive, massive heavy... It's like bands. those
1: videos of hip-hop people reacting to, like, metal bands, but except it's...
0: What, and they all just they all just keep going, Oh, yeah. this is lit! Or, like, when, when they
1: react to, like, Slipknot at Download 2009 doing Spit It Out, and they're like, The drummer's sideways! Why is, sideways? Th- Why is the drummer that's, sideways? Th-
0: that's everyone's fucking go-to yeah. video to react to. Yeah. But, I mean, my favourite one is almost definitely... The ones who don't actually like it yeah. you know for every hundred reaction videos to metal you get like two people who sit there for like a minute or two minutes and then go when is the words coming in is there any words and you're like, oh, "Fuck off." <laughs> but you know um
1: well, what are the again, masks they look like murderers
0: <laughs> i think we're talking about this um from the perspective of people who wouldn't normally yeah. actually listen to this
1: just quickly, it started raining. Oh. So if you can hear rain, rain. Yes,
0: it has started raining.
1: <laughs> I'm going to shut my
0: blind while talking in an effort to. I would shut my windows, but it would become too the... hot
1: in the room, and then Kevin would just see me sweating in a room.
0: I've seen that before.
1: Yeah, uh, we don't like to talk about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've seen it many times before. I? Yeah. Um okay so, yeah back to the point I was making we both listen to heavy music like we said but we're talking about this album from the perspective of people who i think we discussed this with the Trivium album and we've said it since people who like heavy music we like metal we like just all kinds of heavy music but an album has to be really special In order for me to listen to it all the way through. Yes. That was my problem with the Trivium album. That's my problem with this album. There's a lot more bigger problems with this album. Yeah. But it's my problem with almost every heavy release there is. I don't feel I can listen to it as a whole conclusive project. Yeah. But then again, that's just because in metal, there isn't as much stuff to experiment with. In heavy music in general, there isn't as much stuff to experiment with. Yes. You know, you're never gonna please everybody.
1: Yeah. You know. Now so I just
0: this just I was just trying to justify some of our
1: criticisms. Yeah.
0: And the fact that they're very personal.
1: Yeah. So now I'm gonna talk about the second half of the album, specifically track seven to fourteen. Uh from sulphur surroundings to underneath. Um yeah, it's very different from the first half. But, so your point was on about how um, they can't please everyone in an album. But I think this first half is all like, and blast beats and stuff. It's all blast, yeah. First half's all blast beats and, but the second half it's sort of like, it's a bit more. Poppy but not Poppy Pop based no doesn't sound right it sounds more mainstream we're we'll going mainstream kavan do you have an opinion
0: what on the just on the second half in general yes uh i think it's better than the first half yeah But I still don't think it's great.
1: Yeah. I mean... I
0: don't know. They just sort of feel like they tried to do some experimenting. Yeah. But they don't have a base project for what they were trying to base it off. Yeah. They said in multiple interviews that the electronics on this album were inspired by them listening to 90s dance music and stuff. I don't hear it, personally. I don't think they had a backbone to rely yeah. upon. Like, most bands with electronic influence tend to base their influence on the actual influence.
2: Yeah. That's a
0: weird sentence. Um, As in, like, you know, if you were going to start adding drum and bass elements to your, I don't know, to your hardcore band, surely you'd look to a band like yeah. early... Or like um, to like Common Dread slash Flashwood Era and Sky for like inspiration. Yeah. They could have at least look at Venga
1: Boys if they're doing 90s <laughs> uh, electronics.
0: Imagine a hardcore version of Venga Boys.
1: Yeah. Epic. So
0: like I said with the singles I don't have much to say about this album to be honest. For me it's just it's alright, it's not amazing. There's some songs I quite like, and there's some that I just
1: don't. Right. Okay, I have a bit more to say. So, with the second half...
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Although it's probably my favourite half, I think my three favourite songs on the album are on this half. Um. But they also probably have the most average songs on the album on this half. Hmm.
2: Uh
1: for instance, if I had to name two or three, last one left, I think that was quite average. Uh Ensure Scan. I mean I liked that it had like the tint of classic rock in there and stuff. But I still thought it was quite average. Um but like my favourites Sulfur Surroundings, I quite liked that one. That's one of my favourites. Uh, probably purely because it sounds a bit like a Tool song. <laughs> um, I had a few down for favourites, but I can't remember which ones.
0: Um, I don't know, something that I'd like to see if fits in with your opinions on this album. Yeah. This album is technically a concept album. Right. All the songs and the aesthetic mostly, which is the interesting part, the actual musical part. Yeah. You know how most concept albums are? We write lyrics around a story. Yeah. Well, with this album, the actual music was based around a concept. Right. Of the psychological damage of technology and digital like like the rise of the digital world and how intoxicating it's becoming and the psychological damage it can have right I think that sort of makes the weird dodgy sounding instrumental a bit more forgivable but at the same time it's still not that great
2: yeah
0: you know as a concept I'd say instrumentally it does sort of do that yeah Because, you know, that's the point of some bits being way too abrasive, way too overbearing. Yeah. It's representative. It's it's like a poem in musical form.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit more forgiving now that I know it's a concept album. But I... I still probably wouldn't listen to it. Like, I wouldn't go, oh, you know what I fancy listening to that song that blows your brains out when you listen to it. Same.
0: Ah, see, but there is certain examples of songs like that where I do go, you know what, I really want to listen to that. Yeah. But for some reason this album doesn't do it for me, like it apparently does it for everybody else.
1: Yeah.
0: Are we the you know, only ones got, that like,
1: think it's bad? You tell us. You oh, let us well, know. Are we from what the I've only seen ones?
0: From, you know, from reviewers everywhere, from YouTube to Reddit to, you know, magazines to newspapers. Yeah. Pretty much everyone loved it. Four out of five, five out of five, all that kind of thing. Except for one.
1: Can we message him and on guess Facebook? Guess
0: where it came from. Guess guess where it came from. Where. The kings, the undisputed kings and and queens, rulers. you go. <laughs> of. Being, the argumentative. I don't. Go with the common opinion because I'm an awkward hipster person. Yeah. Pitchfork. Yes. Gave it four point five out of ten.
1: Yes. We don't do ratings, but if we did ratings, no. it'd be near. That. I'm.
0: I'm just gonna come out and say I think that's pretty much on the nose. Yeah. It's alright, but it's not great, but it's not terrible. Yeah. Bearable. Would you mind if I? Would you mind if I read a slight. Yeah, little go ahead. quote from this. Go ahead. Codine's second album for Roadrunner, The Exhaustive and Uneven Underneath, lands like a glib attempt to do just that while forsaking the idiosyncrasies that made them interesting. Essentially, they tried to go, hey, people think we're interesting because we do this, let's do more of it, but they actually ended up taking the piss out of themselves. Yeah. Um. Underneath aims to justify Code Orange's major label existence, from its rigorously high concept about the psychological damage of our digital reality to the warmed-over rock radio moves of its would-be hits. During You and You Alone, Jimmy Morgan sees It's Killing Me every line you scribble on the page in trying to be an amalgamation of everything you see. It's an unintentional encapsulation of Underneath, an album that wants to be so much, it's barely anything at all. Yeah. That sums it up. Yeah. This album thinks it's the shit. It thinks it's so good, it's revolutionary. When really they've just sort of overdone it with a mildly interesting concept.
1: Yeah, definitely. I
0: think that's the probably the main thing you can say about this album. Yeah. They aimed too high and...
1: Fell short of the Weirdly...
0: All. Yeah, they aimed too high, and instead of going forward, they just sort of propelled themselves straight up in the air and then came straight back down again. Yeah. That's sort of what they've done. Yeah. Have you got anything else to add about
1: this album? Um... Uh... I did like some of the references. And by references, I mean like... uh, references t- I'll just cut that bit out no <laughs> no um,
0: I think there's a, another small I'm going to cut this bit and I'm going to start that statement again
2: right.
0: there's a small section of the Pitchfork article which also talks about their influences for this album I'd just like to quickly add this in as like a final last bit before we move on to the next albums. By the way, to people listening, not every album we do this week is going to be this long. The other two, I'm fairly sure, are going to be pretty short, apart from the last one, which might be a little bit longer. Yeah. So, in talking about Code Orange. Um, they say, an overzealous pastiche full of inspirations, but near devoid of new ideas. Yeah. Underneath is as goofy and garish as the worst of new metal. Yeah. Code Orange sprint between touchstones and subgenres as if they were running a tough mudder, trying to prove their versatility and grit. You know, songs like Cold Metal Core guilds grimecore with harsh noise, with an, un- with an unnecessarily big budget, while Last One Left. Founders in its attempt to find solid ground between Slipknot and Wolf Eyes. The metal riffs are more aluminium than iron, the industrial beats hilariously dated, and the power electronics too weak to stand on their own. Curryd Orange's longtime enthusiasm for stop time pauses, moments in which everything goes quiet so they can redirect the song's momentum, was once unpredictable and exhilarating. Now it just feels like a crutch. Yeah. Yeah? yeah, again, I think the Pitchfork, for once, Pitchfork nailed it. Yeah. So, yeah. again, is there anything else you want to add about this album? Not particularly. No? No. Well, I suppose there it was And then.
1: on that barrel of disappointment, we move on.
0: Oh, what? I thought you were doing a reference. To what? The second album, Common Sense Holiday. It came out the same day as Code Orange. Yes. Thirteenth of March. I, I know which one I'd rather was. listen yeah. to. Same Laugh track. I think I do.
1: Again, Stop talking about
0: salads. Salads. <laughs> salads Okay. Um do you want me to hot potato it?
1: Or do you um, want me to go first? I don't mind. You do what you want. Yeah, fuck it. I'll hot potato it. Hot Jared. Potato.
0: I'm presuming you like this album. Yes. I don't know how much, though. I can't predict how much.
1: Um, a lot.
0: There's some... uh, I I couldn't make my mind up whether you'd like it a lot or whether you'd just like it. Like, just just like
1: it. In fact, I think I spent the second most time making notes on this album. Hmm, interesting. Just because there was so much to talk about.
0: Go on, then. Kick us off.
1: I'll just put, just I'll, I'll put the, make it. I'll just, put the uh, on just thinking about talking about it made me happy. That uh, that should be a and testin- testament enough. Uh, so I wrote notes song by song like I usually do. Yeah. Um, I just liked how every song it was like, it wasn't just like the same thing. It was all sort of different.
2: Yes. There was
1: nothing that I thought sounded similar from anything else on the album at all
0: that is probably one of the main things i was gonna say as well
1: and they like take classic riffs and also heavier riffs and they just sort of put it together on an album and it works
0: (laughs) you're getting very excited i'm
1: getting goosebumps talking about it
0: excited jared time um I don't know about you, but in terms of inspirations on this album, above all of them, I'm saying most of all, in virtually every song on this album, virtually every single song, I am hearing Queens of the Stone Age. Yes. In pretty much every song.
1: The production on this album is so close to Queens of the Stone Age, I thought... And, like, just how full it sounds, even though there's only two of them.
0: Ah, see, this is where we might differ a little bit. Okay. Sometimes I think the production's a little bit too full.
1: I've also got that in there as well.
2: but
0: My main example is the opening song.
1: Yeah. First words.
0: I feel like the guitar in general is just very sort of emphasis yeah art is on the guitar yeah it's just very big and I feel it just gets a bit drowned out with the drums in but to be honest I I only brought that up so quickly sorry for interrupting what you were saying but it's fine I only brought that up because that's really my only bad thing to say about it
1: yeah I th- there generally isn't a lot of bad things to say about it it's just I think I liked every song on it,
0: mm. yeah, I, I definitely liked every song. A couple of them I thought were just pretty good, yeah, and then there's some that I thought were fantastic.
1: I think I had like three favorites no, on this album.
0: I was, I, was go- I was gonna say, let's just cut straight to it. What's your favorite track?
1: So, in listening to it, the first song I wrote, fa- probably favorite. Um, was Show Real,
2: mm.
1: and then I also wrote another favorite on Freds and Pearl. Mm. I tend I tend to like three songs off an album or three albums of an <laughs> artist.
0: <laughs> um. See, mine's a bit weird because my I have. I can't decide a favourite, I decide between two. Right. I think I probably could weigh it down to one, but I can't be asked to discuss that right now. Um, either The Natives, just because that's probably the most Queens of the Stone Age song on the entire album. Yeah. But also, Ghosts Already. Yes. Seven minute long build up. That is the opposite of what the album opens with you know you hear a song you hear an album opening with first words you know and European hardware into showreel and you
1: go it's human okay,
0: animals. That's probably not, is it no. well I'm not looking at the track listing
1: I am <laughs> uh, well you hear widespread. a song oh,
0: you, you hear an album start with like the first three or four songs on this album and you go okay that's probably what this album's just gonna sound like Okay, in case you heard a slight bump in the audio there, our little FaceTime chat that we're currently on uh, froze and tried to die on us to prevent us from recording. Yeah. So that's that. I'm just going to keep going with what I was saying. Uh, The fact that probably my favourite song on this album is Ghosts Already, the seven-minute-long build-up that is the complete opposite of what you'd expect this album to sound like when you first put it on. Yes that's really all I was going to say yeah you know I said this earlier I don't have much to say about this album other than that it's pretty damn good
1: yeah. it is up there for probably in at least top 10 probably top 5 albums of the year so far well damn
0: I'd probably say top ten.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm trying to think. There's been quite a few albums that have come out this
1: year. There has. It's just also, rearranging I've, them in my head.
0: You know, you know. next week, uh, the new Lamb of God album comes out. Yeah. So that's almost definitely going to be there. But, um. yeah.
1: all spoiler but, for next week. <laughs> unless we don't like <laughs> well, it, ha- we probably won't hear yeah, it. Yeah,
0: I was going to say, I haven't heard this yet, but I haven't heard it yet, but I have faith but yeah you know listening to their last album what was their last album called Challenger yes um I feel like this album is definitely a big amount of growth for them as in Challenger was alright but it was sort of an album that I just sort of had because I liked one or two songs off it but I didn't listen to it as an album yeah whereas this sort of highlights the fact that they can write a full album that is great yeah you know because it's the thing about it's simple this album's not got anything new on it it's not experimental or anything yeah but sometimes you know that's the big problem with some bands you know like code orange who think they're really capable of ex. Experimenting with this sound when really they're just best sticking to the basis of what they do.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, and I think Hagakat have now realised that they're good at making big riffs, you know, and just fast garage style punk, slightly heavy rock and roll inspired music. Yeah. And and you know what? I'm perfectly fine with that because that's what they're good at making. That's what they're great at making.
1: Yeah, I agree. So,
0: do you have anything else to say? I'm presuming you have a bit more to say because your excitement levels went through the roof.
1: I mean, they've gone down a bit now because we had that little break in the middle. But, um, actually, they right. Tons of editing on my pad.
0: One thing I could mention the first song, First Words, that is the first song, right? You've got the track list. Yes. I'm making sure we you now. Is First Words the first yes. song? Would make sense. Um, I didn't realise the first few times I listened to it. Yeah. But when I paid attention more and heard it, and then I got told that it was him, I was like, oh, damn, the backup vocals. Yeah. And the chorus.
2: Yeah.
0: Is guest vocals, but they're not, like, the song's not, like, first words featuring. Yeah. It's all guest vocals.
1: Did you notice? Well, I didn't notice. Well, I noticed there were three sets of harmonies, I think.
0: Yes, but as in the, um, I'm on about the heavier vocals, like the screams. Oh yeah. Vocals. you know, in like the, you know, in the chorus. Yeah. The screams and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you know who that is?
1: Well, if I had to guess, w- would it happen to be the person that they were on tour with when we saw them?
0: Yes, it would. good old James
1: I just called him James James (laughs) good old Jamie I'm going to cut out where I said James Jared said James Jared called Jamie James
0: here
1: you go James Lenman it's got a ring to it
0: I'm just going to if you're going to cut this whole thing out I'm going to bring it up randomly
1: (laughs) no I was just saying I was going to cut it out ironically so when we leave it in, it just looks like okay, I got lazy. We've, got,
0: we've we've gotten slightly off topic.
1: Jamie Lenman, backup anyway, vocals.
0: Do, do you have anything else to add? Other than that, it's pretty damn good. There's big riffs, big drums, and it's again just very good.
1: Yeah, I thought the production was very very good for a Nottingham band. Uh, we're from Nottingham, <laughs> so we see a lot of Nottingham for a bands. Nottingham
0: band. Doesn't matter how big you are, <laughs> if you're from Nottingham, it's
1: well, quite a low standard. It is quite a low standard, let's face it. We we have Sleaford Mods, names. which their production isn't names. particularly great, is it?
0: Oh, we are naming names.
1: Um, well, I just named Sleaford Mods. We have Jake Bug,
0: who's mediocre.
1: Yeah. The production was alright, but that's because it was done by a local on the first album, I think. And then when it got picked up big, it was done in America instead of the guy that did it right. <laughs> um,
0: we can't talk about an album without veering off into <laughs> random other I subject. think if you're
1: listening to this, you're going to get that. You should come to expect it before episodes in. You spoke about what salads salad. for 25 minutes. What a salad. <laughs> we literally spoke about salads for 25 minutes of a podcast last week.
0: Okay, right, back to the matter at hand. I've already asked you, you have nothing else to yes. say? Yes.
1: Oh, I I have so nothing else you know. to say at the, mi- <laughs> the minute. Please please state,
0: I have nothing else to
1: say. I am Jared Taylor.
0: a... I think they're from... Yeah, they're a Norwegian noise rock slash punk rock. Here's the point that I don't know if you'd know. They are also a duo.
1: Ah, I totally they're did not get that while listening to it.
0: No. I did not either until I got told about it. And I'm fairly sure the whoever the... I don't know any of their names. Um, whoever the... um guitar player is i'm interested in the fact that they might have the same set as sort of what lemon does
1: yeah or even haggard case
0: and guitar sound yeah with the bass and the yeah guitar yeah that whole thing that i can't realise but explain. the fact
1: that they're that they're a, a duo does explain a lot to be fair yes it
0: does um right bands Bound room the new album It's called Lizard Lounge. It's got a wicked album cover. (laughs) It has got a pretty damn good album cover. I'm also going to continue with my trend that I've been saying this week, and I'm going to hot potato it over to Jared because, um, yes, I'm presuming, like Haggard Cat, I'm going to let's just do this entire review the exact same thing. I am presuming you quite like this album.
1: I do. I remember when you sent it to me, I, re- I remember um, when you sent it to me, um, I believe can I, uh, there were... Can I
0: just qu- Could I just quickly interject here about that? Yes. Um, when deciding to pick what album to do alongside Code Orange and Cat, I had like three or four bands that have released albums recently that I was like, we could cover them, they'd fit within our range. Um, But I didn't know if any of them would really be to Jared's liking. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to pick the one that had appealed the most. Fuck you. Jared, we're going to cover this new album from a band called Baron Womb. The album's called Lizard Lands. And it was only after I listened to it again that I said to myself, why did I think Jared wouldn't like this? Uh. Why was there ever a doubt in my mind that this would not be what Jared likes? Because uh, apart from it not sounding like Weezer, this is probably exactly what you like, is it not? Yeah,
1: this is exactly what I like. <laughs> I listen to this like I listen to this type of music most of the time that I listen to music, which is mm, at least four times a day. And by four times a day, there are four sessions back to back. A session being Six. four hours. So, all day.
0: Sixteen hours.
1: <laughs> I'm listening to music um, all day. And it's like this sort of music, essentially.
0: Now, I th- I think something really quick that I'd like to quickly just add in. When you hear a band is called Baron Womb, what... um? Genre, or what do you imagine they're going to sound like?
1: Well, at first, I was a bit like, oh, maybe it's Viking metal because uh, we can all remember prese- Viking metal, uh, specifically the song Valhalla by Blind Guardian. Best Viking more metal song.
0: That's the more glory metal.
1: Same thing, in I'd
0: say <laughs> Viking metal more a man of moth. Well, yeah. Raise your horns as I'm up the sky. Yeah. They've got like big pints of ale and meat and shit. Anyway, when you hear a band has got the name Baron Womb, quickly, let me just get your opinion. When I said to you in our Instagram chat, yes. OK, we're going to do an album by a band called Baron Womb, what was your first reaction to that name? And what did you think you were getting yourself into?
1: So my first thought was, right, it's a pretty weird name. And I started thinking of a barrel, cause barren barrel, and I was like, it's not barrel w- womb, it's barren womb, and that's why I couldn't find anything on Apple Music initially, because I typed in barrel womb, <laughs> which is worse. <laughs> oh wow, that's just ten times worse. But when I found barren, barren, barren womb, I was like, I I was just thinking of the name what does the name Baron Womb mean and I was like maybe Kevin is right about how I wouldn't like this album or is you know I wouldn't like it that much I know, I know he didn't use those words but,
2: mm.
1: and then I listened to it and was like names can be deceiving I should stop judging names I was
0: going to say I'm presuming with a name like Baron Womb you weren't expecting a rock and roll punk rock hybrid
1: no.
0: noise rock hybrid no I don't know again I'm just going to repeat what I said for the cut album I don't have much to say about this album because I honestly don't think there's a bad thing about this album Yeah. I don't think I could sit here and accurately truthfully say I don't like this aspect of this album yeah I just don't think there's anything that I don't particularly like on it. Yeah. You know, the, the, the production can get a bit wish-washy with being too full, but that's literally for about 10 seconds in one of the songs. Yeah.
1: There's so many references as well to like, other songs. As
0: yeah. M- I was gonna say, more than anything, I was just going to pass the torch over to you and let you talk yeah. about this album for a bit because I have a feeling you have quite a few things to say about it.
1: Well, so, I put on this album, I was listening to it, I listened to the opener, and I was like, oh, this is a great opener, a great opener, and it's like got heavy aspects, mixed with, but it's like mixing the stuff I like about heavy music, and the like post-punk era, and just amalgamating it into one. If you know what I mean.
0: I am nodding. People can't see yes. this because they're listening, but I am nodding.
1: And I got to the second. What, song.
0: Every, every time, every time I nod, I'm just gonna quietly go. Nodding. Yes. Nodding. So people know I'm nodding.
1: And I, and I got to the second song, and.
0: Calmer as a tall Yes,
1: and I liked the production on the second song. Like it started off proper thin, like thin, almost like it was coming out of an iPhone. And then it just came in and got. Thick and was—it's like you know when—it's no like you know when, <laughs> you know when like um, you're putting yeah, jam what? on toast, and you put a a, a layer of jam so thick that it's just. I'm
0: gonna give a more podcast-friendly re- like version of that ideology. Um, imagine you making a salad. <laughs> And you put a layer of salad cream. So thick.
1: Stop talking about (laughs) salads. Uh, We'll Uh, make merch of that. What were you saying? What were you saying? (laughs) Before I start talking about salads? Uh, Like, it starts off really thin, but then they bring it in, like, and it's thick and it's glorious. glorious. And I got to the third song and the opening was very different it was sweepy sweepy I've written down sweepy um, and then it was like it, it was just sounded like a heavier do nothing it was just yeah. do nothing do but that. heavier Uh, and then I'm going to skip to track 5 because I don't want to go track by track cause that pretty much defeats the purpose of stuff I don't know what if Yeah, mm-hmm. but track five, that was like an idol song but guitar-driven. I now understand why. That's why it explains a lot. Um, track six had like the wipe-out drum thing in, with like a cool guitar riff. <laughs> the It's just nice when you discover references just, in songs.
0: I think Jared's can't comprehend how much he likes this album.
1: And then track 10, I'm skipping quite a few, but track 10 was basically Bank of England, but heavier.
0: Not. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd just like to say, yes. can we quickly acknowledge how great the song titles are? Yes. With such bangers as crop circle jerk, yes. nerve... Salad.
1: Yes. Yes. That'll be our anthem.
0: Be kind, have fun, and try not to die.
1: You do the meth.
0: I think crop circle jokes to pass
1: Have you seen Molten Pig?
0: Molten Pig. Um, You pretty much summed it up really well there. It's big, it's loud, it's in your face. Glorious. I found a review for it which I found. You know how I like to find my reviews that nicely sum up everything we've just said in the past, God knows how yeah. we've been talking about an album. Um, from a magazine called Distorted Sound. Yeah. They also reviewed the Haggik album. Um, they gave this album a 7 out of 10. Right. A bit low for Very me. Very low yeah. for me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and their final paragraph, which I think nicely does sum up what we've just said. Baron Womb don't take themselves too seriously and neither should everyone else. This is not a stoic hardcore. This is a big, fun punk record with catchy hooks and massive choruses. Yes. Um, it is clear that their Norwegian contemporary sense of showmanship has rubbed off on this duo, as this sounds like a big punk rock record designed for having fun but that would also not be out of place in a legendary vault venue like the electric ballroom or the neo 2 academy interesting go into Lizardland with an open mind and remember that the incredible amount of noise that you are hearing comes from a two-piece causing as much pandemonium as possible with such little equipment yeah I think that's about right. That's
1: very right.
0: Just two Norwegian punks making as much noise yeah. as possible. What
1: website was that?
0: Uh, Distorted Sound Magazine. We
1: commend you, Distorted Summit Magazine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we commend you, that I can't remember your name.
1: We also commend you, Baron loom
0: Baron Womb, you are magnificent yes. people.
1: In fact, we should just Fine. give all the Oscars to you. I know Oscars is about Oscars. acting, but why not?
0: Fuck it. George Clooney, you win all of the Grammys. Yes. Why not?
1: Tom you Hanks gets Spielberg. all the bricks.
0: Tom Hanks wins the Pulitzer Prize. Yes. And uh, <laughs> Mar- no,
1: Margaret like, Robbie wins Bake Off.
0: She wins. She
1: wins Bake Off for her performance in Birds of Prey.
0: I reckon. You know I'm gonna give the Nobel Peace Prize to. uh, I don't know Bill Cosby. (laughs) That's a bit inappropriate, isn't it? Uh, Joe. uh, I don't know. (sighs) Fuck it. This bit's done. It was funny while it yeah. lasted
1: and then I ruined it because I couldn't think of a good joke. Do you want me to cut the Bill
0: Cosby bit out? Nah, it's fine. Keep it in there. <laughs> Just add um, to our quirk. This was a very short
2: review.
1: This was a very short review.
0: But then again, oh. I don't think we need to say anything else. Yeah. If you like the sound of two Norwegian people shouting in English over a punk-slash-rock-and-roll-inspired noise rock... Sounding thing. Go listen to it, because I think me and Jared can both confirm. It is a fantastic album.
1: It's so good.
0: It is a fantastic album. Go listen to it. Well, not now. Finish listening to this first. Yeah. So. That's that. Lizard Lounge by Baron Wu. Go
2: listen.
1: So we're on to the final, final album. Um, Our so
0: little independent segment. Yeah,
1: so this is, if you don't watch the past episodes, this is a segment we call Why? Our Picks.
0: Why haven't you watched that?
1: Yeah. This is... <laughs> Why
0: haven't you watched that?
1: This? this is picks that we've chosen ourselves that we are reviewing. So for the first week we did it, which I believe was podcast two, we uh, did... Yep. Rival Schools United by Fate, No Not the Game, the album. Very good album. Uh, you should have watched the, listened to the review. Second, we did uh, Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys. Your pick. My pick. It was your pick. And then, <laughs> this week, we have Turnstiles. By Billy Joel. And that is Kevin's pick. Now I'm going to hand it to Kevin to tell me. What was your thinking behind picking this album, Kevin?
0: Um, well. I think I'm right in saying that your whole idea of picking Pet Sounds. Was that it's an album which you regarded as a classic. That you knew I'd never heard in full. You know, like... It's an album that I probably should listen to, but I just for some reason never actually done it. Yeah. Am I correct to saying that's why you picked that up? Yeah,
1: essentially. Well,
0: I sort of rolled with that concept, but did it a little less... You know, this album is an album that I personally consider a classic. It's not like a universal everyone agrees this is a classic. This is much more of a, personally, I thought this was a classic and that it would be quite beneficial if I gave you it because you might like it. Yeah. And that was essentially my whole process was the fact that I was going to keep the ball rolling but instead of giving you an arguably universally loved album that you'd never heard, I was going to give you what I considered a classic album that I thought you might like. But then again, you might not, because I don't know. I'm I'm still, you know, what is it, six years of constantly talking to you about music, and I still don't, I still can't accurately predict your taste sometimes. Yeah,
1: it's quite a, what's the word? Um, Topsy and Turvy? No, that's a CBeebies program. Unpredictable. Andy Unpredictable. Andy, yeah.
0: Um. Bear. So yeah, I, I, I plainly picked it because I was rolling with the concept you introduced Yeah. Um. So, I'm going to hot potato back to you
2: right. Seeing
0: as this is, last week was more about <coughs> how I felt about the album you gave me So I'm now going to throw this over to how you feel about the album I gave you
1: Right, so I listened to this album several times yeah, it's a solid album. Very very solid.
0: S- solid. Album.
1: Solid as a rock. Ha. Um ah. I'd like to talk about the first track. Okay. Um I made notes by track again. Like simpleton, okay. but So, say goodbye to Hollywood. Yes. I enjoyed this track quite a lot, I'm not gonna lie. <clears throat> because there's like there was just load of references to other songs that um are in that I personally listen to not necessarily a lot, but I listen to them enough to know them, if you know what I mean. It's not just like I listen to them once and it's like oh cool and then never listen to it again. It's Occasionally I'll pick it up one. and I'll listen to it
0: is one of those inspirations, the song Be My yes.
1: Baby. Phil Spector, yep. Wall of yep. Sound.
0: I think my favourite thing is he openly acknowledges that it was yeah. a straight-up inspiration. Yeah.
1: I literally heard it, and I was like, that is... that is linked.
0: For for those of you that are listening who couldn't see that, Jared just rapidly tapped <laughs> his forehead. <laughs>
1: No, I went back and forth between the screen and my head and then occasionally tapped it because I went too far. Um, but, yeah. it And it's it's like, it's weird. I thought this album, when I was listening to it, was a concept album. But it's not. It's like made like a concept album, like the music. Like I thought this this would be, you'd turn up to a show on like West End or something and then they'd open with that. And you'd be like, Oh, that was an or that was a good opening song for a Broadway show. Um not to say that it's bad because it's on Broad it was like sounded like a Broadway thing, it's good. Um Me and Cavan aren't like Broadway slash West End people, but
2: really,
1: no. no. I've seen I think I've seen two West End plays. <laughs> I didn't really like one of them. Duval was the Lion King so you sort of got to like it because it's remarkable yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah.
0: I'm glad you like the opening song because yeah. I also really like it I really like nearly every song right. there's a little spoiler for you Ooh. there is one song on this album which I don't think is amazing but I still right.
1: like is but that I'm track three by it. any chance
0: no it is not
1: good I, liked track I like track three. Spoiler! It's the one. It's three? the one with all like. All you the, want
0: to do? It, oh, all you want to do is dance. Yeah. Is that a weird reggae one? Well, it's not yeah, exactly it's reggae. reggae no, it's reggae inspired.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't even call it reggae. It's more world, world music.
0: Yeah. World. Mu- I f- well, am I being racist? No,
1: no. I, world I music never said racist. Reggae. I just said. I just said I don't. Th- I think it's more like African instead of reggae. Like I, when I was listening to it, it sounded like it had. Um, it was inspired a lot by Paul Simon's Graceland. I think Graceland was released after, so I don't think it is, but it sounds like Graceland. Well. Um. Okay. I well, could. could let's, oh, no, that's Elvis's house.
0: Okay, I was gonna say let's quickly. Uh, Let's backtrack a little bit. Yeah. Because we skipped over track two.
1: Right, track two. The piano on track two.
0: Ha, I'm glad you said that. So good. See, I sort of... I, I told you this before... I told you this before we started recording.
2: Yeah.
0: I think you probably know it by now, that Summer Highland Falls track 2, the opening verse is one of my favourite melodies in like any song. Yeah. Can you see why? Yes. Even if you don't agree, can you understand? Yes.
1: I can see why. Thank
0: you. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about the opening couple of songs. Like the opening three. A uh, uh, damn good opening
1: three.
0: Yeah. Anyway I'm going to shut up. And let you keep talking. Because it's more about you.
1: Um. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead again. To all you want to do is dance. Yeah. So I was. So I thought. I liked the fact that it was. Sounded like Graceland. I can now confirm that this was released 10 years before Graceland, so it probably sounds like somewhere else, but it also sounds 19... like Graceland as well.
0: I, I believe this album was 76.
1: This album was released in... Uh, that's Graceland. This album was released in 1976. Graceland was yeah. released in
2: 1986.
1: Cool. Um... And yeah, uh, I'm not gonna lie, it got a bit repetitive towards the end, yeah. probably because the the bass and the guitars were basically doing the same thing from the start to the end. Also, yeah. one thing that I definitely didn't like about this song is just one little thing, and it probably it's probably only me that annoys that it annoys is that. Really patronizing fade at the end. <laughs> <sighs> it's. Just...
0: Yeah. <clears throat>
1: like. Hi, I'm Billy Joel. I'm gonna write a song. How are we gonna finish the song? I will right, we'll just stick a fade in. <sighs> it's easy, isn't it?
0: It always feels a bit lazy. Yeah. Because then bands play that song live and they have a proper ending and you just think.
1: That would have been so good do that on the and, album. And the record. Oh, yeah. It just the the fades at the end of songs. Grammages. It's not just this song. It's e- like every song where I hear a fade, I'm like, oh, someone, someone couldn't be bothered to write an ending. Yep. It. I doubt I'm the only person that has the issue. I I think you have it as well sometimes, Kevin. Yeah, I
0: do have a little bit. But
1: yeah. for me, sometimes that just b- makes the song bad in my. In my head, if I hear a fade, I think the song's bad. In this one, it was a little bit more forgivable because I liked it. So, yeah. I'm going to go to New York State of Mind now. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Yeah.
0: See, disregarding this as an album,
1: yeah.
0: I regard New York State of Mind as just
2: a classic song yes. in general.
1: so good. Um, It's a very good song. It even does this thing, which I believe I'm the only person that calls this. But I call it the James Bond thing. It's where you go from the 6th to the 2nd chord. So for instance in this. He goes um, from. I believe he goes from the A minor to the C. Uh, Let me just Google the chords quick. Kevin, why don't you say something about New York State of Mind. Well.
0: For me New York State of Mind being 6 minutes long. It was one of the first songs I ever connected to that had that almost swing band feel. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's jazzy. He uses some jazzy chords, and pretty yeah,
1: sure. Yeah, A minor it, flat seven it, with yeah, a B flat it, root. It's,
0: yeah, it's jazzy. It's got, you know, the big build up to the end where you get the big... You know, is it saxophone solo? I think it's a saxophone. Yeah. If it's not a saxophone, it's a horn. The horn solo. You know, it pays off really well.
1: Yeah.
0: I, th- I think you probably agree. Yes,
1: I do definitely agree. And it's just,
0: it's just in general a fantastic song.
1: Yeah. Right. So I've looked it up. So the chords. Yeah. So we'll go from. So I believe it's at the end of the verses. So, on the line, but I know what I'm needing and I don't want to waste more time. I'm in a New York state of mind. Mm, Mmm. Mmm. So the chords are C, E7, A minor 7, C with a G root, F, C with an E root, D7, C with an F root, F with a G root, and then he just switches to the 6th A minor, and then to a D9, which is the second. Classic jazz. And I call that the James Bond... Um, I call it the James Bond Fifth. cadence. Because yeah. it, it just reminds me of every James Bond song ever. Like, you get that regular chord sequence, and then you get that weird minor 7th, 6th in there, and then the second. It's specific... Well... My main point of reference is, because it happens a lot, is in Hey Jude, I think, at the end of the chorus.
0: So, uh, I'm interested to see your opinion. Coming out of New York State of Mind, into track five.
1: Track five, right. James. James, right.
0: I'm wondering if this song hit you as much as it did oh, me on definitely. my first listen. And then the fact that Sudden Depression yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, definitely. When I first heard this album, James' song hit me. I know it's really cliche to say this at this point, but it hit me like a like a wall of bricks. Yeah. You know, it felt like I was going along with this nice, poppy, rocky, jazzy I feel good album sort of feel good and then suddenly James just weighs you down and buries all your dreams yeah because James is quite a depressing song
2: yeah
1: yeah it, it yeah it is I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that I think it's uh, it's Hang on, I'll get it up. I have it saved. Uh, Okay, here it is. In the Q&A in 1997, he said the character James is based on several people he knew who at the time he wrote wrote the song seemed unhappy with their lives and he decided on the name James because it was best fit for the tune. (laughs) (laughs) I thought there was going to be some deep thing and then it was just... No, it was best for the tune. Um, Compared to the other songs on Turnstiles, such as New York State of Mind, Prelude, slash Angry Young Man, uh, both of which were never released as singles, but are still popular. I don't know if you need to read that. James receives little airplay today, and live performances on this song are difficult to find. Joel commented in the same Q&A that he thought it was too preachy. Which probably explains why it's not performed it as often as ever. Well, that last bit was a complete no. waste of time. Oh, Flipping it. F- fun fact. Yep. <clears throat> which is a bit weird. James was a single.
0: Yeah. James was one of two singles from this album. And I don't know about you, but I would not have released it Definitely
1: not. I would have... No. New York State of Mind would probably be a single.
0: Just... Okay. So... You probably heard a little bump in the audio there again. We had to cut another thing. I'm not gonna tell you what, because it makes me seem really unprofessional. Um, So after James, shut your mouth. Not gonna be made fun of and called piss boy.
1: Oh oh, no, my headphones are coming out. I
0: don't want to be called piss boy.
1: Now I'm the unprofessional one. Uh. Okay, they're back. Someone's
0: got a weak head. No. Okay, you
1: um, <laughs> Oh, I've got to edit this, so I could just cut all that out and just <laughs> Yeah.
0: Well, essentially.
1: Do you want to start it again? I
0: had to go and before I had to go and do whatever I did. No need to discuss the details. Before I went to go do what I did, we were talking about James. Did you say everything you wanted to say about Pretty James? Pretty much. Okay. Cool. Which brings us on to track six, six, <laughs> Track six. <laughs> track six. I'm, in, I'm fairly unprofessional <laughs> now. Um, track six, which is prelude slash angry young man. I will quickly give you a fun fact about this song before um, I give you a chance to say what you think about it. Uh, this song is my favourite song on this album. And is one of my favourite Billy Joel songs as a whole.
1: Right. Wicked Piano. So
0: Hot Potato to Jared.
1: Wicked Piano.
0: The yeah. opening. Um, that was a reference to another song. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know that. No. <laughs> the rapid fucking piano yeah. bit that opens the song up was meant to be a reference to the Drum. I don't know if you call it a filler or a beat in Wipeout by the Safaris. Ah. It's a reference to that drum bit. You know, that famous drum bit. That's the second time we've
1: mentioned fill. Wipeout today.
2: Yeah, Yes.
0: Anyway, Jared. Yes. Give me, give me it. Unload your thoughts on Prelude slash Angry Young Men.
1: So, I... Oh, I enjoyed the song very much. The intro was very good. Very good intro. I did think after the intro it was a bit, you know, samey. Like the longer into the song you got. I also felt... (laughs) I felt it needed a bit thickening up in the production. If you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, I get what you
1: mean. Um, I'm not yeah. gonna lie,
0: it is my favourite song on the album just for prelude. Yeah. The opening bit, because.
1: Yeah, the, 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 yeah prelude's very it,
0: good. It, it makes me think of Tranquility Bits. Yeah. With the. Blah, 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 that yeah. bit. It's very. Yeah. Anyway, not about me, it's about you. Even though I keep cutting in.
1: Yeah. Well, ap- apart from the fact that. Angry Young Men is a bit meh and meh yeah a bit meh and the well by meh I just mean samey and mm-hmm. that the production I, th- I thought needed thickening up a bit yeah. I, I just think it's a good song
0: I just realised yeah you can keep this in you don't need to edit right. it out because people will realise what a fucking spastic I am right. um this isn't my favourite song <laughs> on the album. Fun. I fo- I for I forgot that New York State of Mind was on this <laughs> album, even though we talked about it about ten minutes ago.
1: Yeah, and you literally said New York State of Mind is my favourite song on this album when we were speaking. I just I York just I
0: just quite like yeah. I just like Prelude quite a lot. <laughs> Get carried away. Anyway, so from there it goes into I Love These Days, which for me is another. Weirdly sad song. Yeah, it probably shouldn't be as sad as
2: it
1: is. Yeah, I thought I Love These Days also needed thickening up a bit as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it sort of reminded me of lots of other Billy Joel songs as well. What I'm trying to say is, it wasn't really mm. anything special. If you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, I sort of know what you mean. It
1: was. Yeah, it was there. I listened to it. <laughs> it
0: was there. Um, the final song. Yes. Miami 2017. Then in brackets, seemed the lights go out on Broadway. Yeah. Right? Uh, that's the one song on this album that I am not too big of a fan right. of. Right. By this point in the album, I'm just a little bit like really because he's sort of just shoved the slower ones on the second half you know other than prelude you know the sadder things are all on the second half side you know tracks five to eight so normally when i'm listening to this as an album track eight is where i get to and go "Hmm, you know what i could probably start thinking about what i'm gonna shove on
1: next yeah Yeah, very same. Um, Okay, so I'm going to mention something that I thought the biggest letdown of the whole album was, which involves Miami 2017 and what I thought about the song. The biggest letdown probably on this whole album was the track listing. Like... All, all you want to do is dance, yeah. Worked well where it was. Mm-hmm. But New York State of Mind, out of all you want to do is dance, I just thought, you know, I wouldn't yeah, have put it in that, that order. View. I would have probably moved Miami 2017 up, probably mixed some of them, probably mixed All You Want to Do Is Dance down to track, you know, probably six or seven. Put my, you know, yeah. just... Made it so it was a nice mix instead of mid tempo, fast tempo, slow, then sort of faster one at the end. Fast, mm. mi- yeah, mid tempo, fast one at the end. Um, I did think Miami Twenty Seventeen did get interesting, and I think the story behind it is quite good. It's like the only song on here that belongs on a concept album really like the whole story Mm. of I'm pretty sure something happened in Miami and now they're all living in Florida
0: (laughs) It sounds about right to be honest
1: Uh, and it's from the perspective of someone telling their grandchildren in 2017 about what happened Mm. I believe I think don't hold me to it because it's wrong and I'll get hate from all Billy Joel's fans no it's wrong it's actually about people and stuff Um, I'm on our good old friend Genius Lyrics for the first time today Uh, yeah so it doesn't really tell me much right
0: again the, the album for me ends on a bit of a bum note yeah you know For me, when this album is good, it's good enough to be fine with having a bummer ending. Yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like... Mm. I don't know, it's just when this album's good, for me it's better than it should be. Yeah. It's best moments are not as comparative as it's worst
1: moments. Uh, now I have a question for you on that. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that is because it's... Do you think it's better than it should be because... Is it like reminiscent to you? Did you listen to it as a child a lot and you get reminiscent memories when you listen to it? No. Right, okay.
0: I am the only person in my family that I know who actually knows Billy Joel's songs. Okay. Other than his like hits. Right. So I don't know what it is. I um I've sort of talked about this with you before, obviously not on recording or anything, when we're just doing things. I can't describe why Billy Joel is so good to me. It just is. Yeah. Again, I I just don't know why. It's just, for me, it's sort of like he took cheesy pop, but made it less cheesy. Yeah. Made it a bit more sort of respectable.
1: Yeah. Sort of enjoyable. Well,
0: then I get sort of enjoyable.
1: Well, I I say sort of, I don't mean sort of. Just enjoyable.
0: I mean, I can give you a massive plot twist. Yeah. Uh, this isn't my favourite Billy Joel album.
1: I gathered that.
0: Plot twist. Well, it's not really a plot twist if you gathered that. Hmm. Okay, That fair. Um, so, I think more than anything... Yeah. Something, actually, that I would like to bring up that is... What tracks was it that you brought up that you thought the mixing wasn't great?
1: Um, It was... I've Loved These Days and Prelude uh, slash Angry Young Man, Men.
0: Okay. Because when this album was released, they did a limited run of quadraphonic LPs. Yeah. Which was, I'm fairly sure, it was pretty new and stuff back in the 70s. Yeah. Quadraphonic sound. And um, on the quadraphonic LP the limited run that they did. Yeah. For New York State of Mind, Prelude, I've Loved These Days, and Miami 2017, yeah. there is alternate mixes on those LPs. Right. I'm yet to hear them, because I'm fairly sure they're not online, and they're only on those very rare
2: LPs. Yeah.
0: But I'm just wondering if, say the... Mixing was a bit better on those mixes. Would you prefer this album as a whole?
1: I'd probably like it better. <coughs> mm. It'd be it'd go up mm. a bit in my estimation. I think See, just to me, like mixing does something. If it's not thick enough, it, you know. See, the
0: the parallels between last week and this week, yeah, are very big. Yeah. You know, we both can't really describe why we like these albums so much. We just do. Yeah. You know, and it's just one of those things where, you know, one of us isn't going to like it as much as the other.
2: Yeah.
0: And that's just the thing.
1: Yeah. It's like my my main album, Sum Up, that I wrote, I mean, it's like... There isn't really any I downright hated. But there's also... No, there's There's also none that I think are perfect songs, really.
0: The weird, the weird thing is, I think the ones that I, I don't like as much, you don't like as much... Yeah. I think they only stand out as not being meh. Because of the good songs are pretty good. Yeah. You know, isn't like... The songs that aren't as good are still good songs. They're still pretty good. Yeah. But it's just come. You know, like. I know it's an unfair comparison, but you're comparing Miami 2017 to New York State of Mind, you know. It's kind of obvious what's going to win there. Yeah. There's n- no doubt in my mind about that. But. Yeah. So. Final bit, Jared. Yes. What are your overall feelings of this album?
1: Well. Yeah, it's a good it's a good album. I definitely probably listen to it again. As I say, there isn't really any I hate, but at the same time, there isn't really any that are hundred percent perfect. Or that I like lots if you know what I mean Mm. like there's great songs and then there's okay songs there's not really any that are amazing songs amazing Mm. is really an understatement isn't it See, but yeah
0: something I find really weird which you may disagree with the entire point of this being my pick I consider this to be a classic album I'd say this is a pretty classic album
2: yeah
0: but I don't love it
2: yeah
0: I just quite like it yeah obviously some people are going to go you can't be a classic album if you don't love it if you don't adore it well it can because I consider this to be a classic that people should listen to to get a hold of what sort of what Billy Joel's earlier stuff was about but at the same time I don't love it as a piece of work yeah Is that all you have
1: to say? Yeah. What about you, Kevin? Oh, you just said it, haven't I mean, you?
0: Yeah. yeah, I just. I, I quite like it. I don't love it. Yeah. But I still think it's it's sort of important in terms of understanding modern pop. Yeah. Not even just this album, just Billy Joel as a whole. Hey, that round. Um, it's just. Generally, I consider it to be very important in yeah. the modern pop understanding modern pop. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's all I can really say. Because again, we we specified this section isn't us picking albums we love. And this isn't albums we hate. It's albums that we feel could have an interesting discussion. Yeah. And I just feel like this album is interesting in the way that in 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 many ways in a few ways i can hear how albums like this specifically this album have contributed to modern the modern pop landscape yeah that's so all i have to say on it is that all you have to yep. say on it oh now comes the fun bit. Yeah. Jared has an album pick for me. I've no clue what he's gonna pick, and that means next week we are gonna talk about. It. Well, more specifically, I'll talk about it while Jared weighs
1: in his opinion. Right. Yeah. Basically. Um. So. For next week's pick. Now, I'm sort of, sort of. I th- I think I'm breaking it. I I think I think you like this album. I think you've definitely heard it, and I think you like it.
0: It doesn't matter if you break the trend.
1: Yeah.
0: Just pick whatever. Well,
1: th- this was just one that came to my head last week when, you know, when you said, oh, it's my pick next week. So um, so it's by The Clash. It's called London Calling.
0: Okay. I mean. Yeah. The fact that there's a, there's a <clears throat> slight doubt in your mind that I've not heard this.
2: Oh, that.
1: yeah. It, it it was a very small doubt. Like, it could have just been like, it never really crossed your path. Yeah. But I'm 95% sure that we've spoken about this album together before. But it was a really long time ago. And we've probably forgotten.
0: We've talked extensively about The Clash in general.
1: Yeah. Ah,
0: okay. I'll well, tell you what, we've done a pretty big range already, haven't we?
2: Yeah.
0: Rival Schools to Beach Boys, to Billy Joel
1: to the clash we're getting round as they call it
0: that that should be be a pretty decent little discussion
1: yeah, should hopefully be shorter than this one, it's currently coming up at 2 hours 20 although I have got uh, probably about an hour to cut out yeah
0: you've got a fair bit to cut out so I believe that brings us to the end of this week.
1: Uh, yes, it does bring us we to are, the end of this week.
0: We are no longer saying... Next week we will be covering this and this and this... After the rentals fiasco. Essentially, whether they're new... Or whether they're slightly older... Like released this year... You'll be getting three album reviews. Yeah. Plus a discussion... On uh, pretty much a discussion on just London Calling by the Clash, on top of those, whatever three yeah. albums we would pick, I'm presuming we're most likely going to pick. Lamb Unless of we God. get a really short if it is out next week. I think Lamb of God's out next week, so don't hold me to it, but we should be doing Lamb of God. Hello? Have you, have you returned? Can you hear me? I think
2: sc-
1: oh, you're back. Okay. Oh, you've gone again. Screenshot. Oh, awesome. you're back.
0: Oh, you're back. <laughs> right, pause. Sliders steady the whole outro again.
1: Yeah.
0: I did the whole thing. Right, ready? So. That brings us to the end of this week. At the end of episode four. Yes. Next week, episode five is a milestone. We've made it five episodes in. And if you've listened to all five episodes, thank you very much.
1: We should get a cake.
0: There you go. We should.
1: A lemon cake.
0: Good idea. Although next um, week,
1: if we're eating cake on the podcast, they're just going to hear us eating.
0: ASMR. Um. So, yeah, next week's going to consist of the whatever three albums we pick. They could be new releases. They could be just albums released this year. I am 90% sure we would do Lamb of God. That is if it is released next week. Because why wouldn't we? Um, so anyway, yeah, you'll be getting three albums on top of our discussion on London Calling by The Clash. Should be pretty fun. Yeah, um... Don't really know about single of recent time because it could be someone just releases one casually this week. There might not even be one. That's all. That's a possibility yeah. as well. So yeah, thank you for listening. And if you have any suggestions for albums you want us to cover, whether it be in the main like new albums to talk about, or whether it be albums for us to do in the end of the show segment. Um, please be sure to email us at for sake podcast at gmail dot
1: com. Uh, even if it's it, like it doesn't have to be albums necessarily for the end of the week, if, at the end of the episode. If we're having a slow week and there's like no albums being released, we'll just do three old albums that have been suggested by you guys, and then the pick, or four albums suggested. Yeah. You never know. So. Please email us. Jared,
0: do we have social media? Do we have uh, social yes. media? Yes, so
1: um, you can email us at the email address Kevin just said. Or you can DM us on in Instagram at for discussion's sake underscore podcast. A lot of people were distressed last week at Kevin getting it wrong. At four. Oh, mean. I'm not going to say what he did wrong. But
0: You can stop lashing me now, master.
1: The thing is, we don't yeah. even know if people are upset because we... Record this. Well, we recorded this the day before the last one went out, so I'm just assuming we're, we're people we're are not angry. Recording
0: this about a week in
2: advance.
1: I'm assuming people are uh. angry at you for mixing it up. Usually, we record two days before we release the episode. Yeah. Before it's really messed up, to be fair, but well, not really. I'd rather do it this way. Ooh, than have two wait, days to get it out. Can you? Can
0: you? Can you hear that? I hear what? Can you? Can you hear that? Is that the sound of a shameless self-promotion? Oh,
1: can I put the horn Um, thing in from, like, 90s DJs? Yes, yes. air Air horn. horn.
0: Wait, Jared, cue the air horn now. (laughs) Thanks, Peter Jared, for editing that sound Um, shameless self-promotion. Me and Jared are also in a band called Outposts, if you're in the Nottingham local scene. Please give us gigs when this is over. Um... (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah you can go follow us on instagram at we underscore our underscore all underscore outposts
1: yes you should also go follow all the bands that we have reviewed in today's podcast um yeah
0: they're all lovely lads yeah.
1: they they all deserve a follow mm. I don't I, is Billy Joel on social media probably probably not or it might not be oh who knows? You might Google it. Google it. Well,
2: yeah,
0: you go might go into into have a Twitter. I mean, Twitter where he posts racist yeah. snores every other day. <laughs> like every other 70s pop star. Really, Joel is not a yeah.
1: racist as far as we know.
0: As far as we know.
1: We don't know. We haven't checked his Twitter.
0: I think that's about it for this week, mm. isn't it? I think that wrapped up nicely. Yes. So hopefully we'll see all you. Well, not see, because you can't see because you're listening to this. Hopefully we will have you all return to us next week uh, for episode five of For Discussion's Sake podcast. Please enjoy your weekend. I uh, don't know, have fun inside or summer.
2: Yeah. Unless
1: summer, we I, get I released. Maybe too. we get released in between now and when we record the next podcast.
0: Go buy a salad, that's
1: fine. Without dressing.
0: Salads. Salads. And that salad cream, Stop obviously.
1: talking about salads.
0: <laughs> right, we'll be back next week for episode five. It's goodbye from me. And me. Good. Right, see you later. Bye. Bye. Right,
1: how do I...